I'm Arnold van Buren and I'm joined by a range of professionals who will be sharing their experience within the eSport world along with strategies and tips to progress your own career in gaming. With over 20 years of experience including game development and live streaming, gaming land centers and organizing tournaments, we are now launching this series in order to help those of you with a passion for gaming become professional in the eSport world. In the show, I got Wes from Skulls, and he got amazing experience within the esport world. So welcome, Wes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, well, in the esport world, we all know that, well, education, things about your journey within the esports, passion, something that is really mm -hmm. important. So could you tell the listeners and the viewers about your passion and why, where did you start and, and, and why? Sure. Sure. Well, um, skulls has actually been around for 20 years, which is, which is pretty rare in this industry. Um, we've stuck around as gamers for a very long time. And so, yeah, we are all very passionate about, uh, about gaming and esports. I think we were, we were doing esports before it was called esports, you know. And um, but uh, well, you know, my name is Wes Bird. I'm not sure if we got all that in. Uh, uh, CEO of CEO of Skulls, and um, yeah, we've been doing esports for 20 years, and I guess. Uh, we started out doing land parties and uh, we set up a website doing um, hosting tournaments and we hosted our own servers and um, you know we did that for 20 years and you know until about a couple years ago we decided to turn the skulls into a brand and uh, you know so since then we've been doing merchandise for teams and uh, and uh, and and our own merchandise is kind of a lifestyle brand. And so, you know, for those teams out there, we, we outfit with jerseys and, you know, shirts and jackets. There's a cool jacket over here. We've got a really cool backpack over here uh, and, and this really cool chair. Uh, you know, so we, we basically like to just uh, create gear for gamers and um, we're doing that uh, in a way that is, um, I guess high quality. Uh, we want to make sure we deliver uh, and create a brand name that is synonymous with quality. And so, I guess all these years talking about um, passion. You know, we've we've been doing this for all this time, but all the guys have uh, for twenty years have been doing uh, their professions, uh, and all of them are very techy. You know, we we have. And, you know, network engineers and computer engineers and myself, I'm a web application architect and e-commerce architect. And so I guess we just wanted to put all put together our expertise and our professional uh, passions into the thing that we love the most, which is gaming and esports. And thus Skulls Incorporated was born. <laughs> wow it's it's amazing because i I've, I've seen your well on the background i see the merch so i see the chair i, I like the color by the way and and i see a, 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 a rucksack in the back and 
-hmm. well it's it's the brand itself so so how uh, especially now within you know the 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 the, the, e the in, in the esports world if you want to build your brand you need that mer merchandise well i'm i'm still walking with my old logo on my shirt so it's it, because <laughs> i was proud on on my game studio in the past but mm -hmm. um so so how how big is the team how big is is is, is the team is, is schools in in like say team well you know i guess over the years we've had uh you know we had at one point a thousand members of of skulls uh, but i guess there's been a core group of about 30 guys who've been around all these years and um you know we've just kind of stuck together doing our reunions and land parties uh, i don't know how many land parties i've hosted at my house you know so i think at one point i had a, a house full of like 30 computers and <laughs> i think early on i even like you know emptied out the living room and the kitchen of one of the houses uh, in, in uh, early days and made the house into a, just a big giant land party of course i was a bachelor then that makes a lot of sense <laughs> <laughs> well I, re I remember the days that when we started like a, a land party well um well now people can use new technology like wireless land and all that um mm. i even use the well i it, it it started with the old coex cable and then afterwards we go get, went to ut like utp like the normal connectors and we needed to buy new hubs to to get everybody connected was in that time that was sometimes a challenge but now if you can yeah. see how people now well we talk, let's say land parties are for for our generation to be honest because now if you if you mention land party you're going to say like where which 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 arena it's like no i mean at home <laughs> yeah you can have a land party with just two computers <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> but it's that's 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 a that's that's something that our generation still remembers uh, mm. because i know that the uh, the new generation they uh, they mention about uh, oh yeah yeah what 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 arena and how many players and then when we mention oh yeah well we did it when you know just two um at home and not even <laughs> over internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the reason why you had land parties is so you could get you know have the lower pings and otherwise you're dialing up and you had like a 300 ping trying to shoot somebody who didn't work out too good <laughs> and then especially when you got new hardware so mm -hmm. um you know when when i came for my with my first alienware laptop uh that was well okay I spent quite a lot of money and I'm, I was still, well, I was still living with my parents. So I was able to afford it. Otherwise, if that would be in a position that I needed to, let's say that I had like a part-time job, <laughs> I, I will go for a totally different uh, configuration. But I remember mm -hmm. the LAN parties were amazing when you were talking about hardware also, uh, how many RAM, like the processor and you know and then yeah. if you and then when people sometimes people say like oh and then you got the debate about intel and, and amd can, I, hopefully you can <laughs> still remember that like um, like yeah. oh yeah you know intel oh yeah intel is too expensive it's more for graphics but if you take amd that's pure gaming and then you know <laughs> in the end of the day we found out that they you know indirectly intel amd uh, work together <laughs> but that was yeah, yeah, there were a lot of fun times. Yeah, everybody bringing their computers together, trying to show off who's got the 
the biggest and the baddest. But yeah, yeah, even even when we got started and you know, I guess I would say our little group started gathering even before 2000, probably 1999. And, oh, wow. Um, and, you know, and the reason we had our first land parties is because we didn't have a good broadband internet, you know, so I just invite everybody over to have internet. You know, we didn't have internet, so it would just be like a, a, a LAN and we would play. But uh, as soon as I was able to get broadband, that's when we were we started hosting our own game servers and uh i would host the game servers in my basement and uh you know we would all get in a little land party and and we'd be playing with everybody on the in the public which would be dialing in you know so we had a huge advantage in destroying people with a zero ping <laughs> <laughs> and that was something in that time that was something. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. Yeah, we had, and our rules of war, which is what our, you know, our guidelines for being skulls, part of it was, you know, uh, broadband internet preferred. And, um, you know, so it was pretty funny back in those days. But the rules of war were also something different that kind of differentiated us with, because, you know, we, I had, you know, kids. Some of us had, you know, teenagers, and and so we tried to create an environment that was uh, family friendly and uh, for kids. And so we set up some rules about teaching them good practices of, uh, you know, just being good sports and not using a bunch of foul language. And you know, it wasn't a party so much; it was a family, and we treat each other that way. And so that was important to us, which kind of definitely differentiates us. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's amazing because I know that before, let's say before this interview, we, we spoke about education and uh, mm-hmm. the things you would like that, that you're helping, um, uh, let's say other people growing within the esport world. Could, could you tell, 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 tell me a little, tell us a little bit more about how that, how that started and, 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 and well, yeah, who 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 was able to, yeah, benefit of it? Is this like a sort of age range, or is it something, or is, mm-hmm. or is it people from colleges or from 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 high schools? Or mm-hmm. yeah, we're really interested in uh, you know kind of focusing. You know, we we play a lot as skulls. Uh, we do a lot of high schools and colleges uh, and gear around that, but. Uh, I guess my passion for esports and my passion for youth and inter- and I guess influencing positively the the youth uh, in esports because as we all know, uh, you know gaming has gotten toxic uh, and there's a huge effort to try and remedy that problem. And so, you know, with Skulls and its background of kind of using esports as a way to positively influence kids through, you know, you know, rules that kind of establish, you know, treating each other with respect and and uh, having teams, you know, sportsmanship and, um, you know, I kind of wanted to utilize Skulls in a as a as a corporation do that same thing and so we we uh became the 
the official high school esports league um, merch provider. And we also uh, became involved with the NACEF, which is a North American Scholastic Esports Federation. Uh, and in that communication with NACEF, uh, I really like their organization and, and their same passion about esports, but not just esports, but education around esports. And I thought that was amazing, not just teaching kids uh, how to play games and be competitive and, uh, and, and hopefully uh, in some cases help helping to promote good behavior and, and, you know, integrity through esports, but uh, bringing in that education piece. And I think that's really cool. And so um, after looking at NACEF, um, I helped organize and, and found the GCEF, which is the Georgia Scholastic Esports Foundation. And GCEF is a NACEF affiliate for the state of Georgia. And, um, and so we're trying to promote those things within the state of Georgia. And I recently did a talk at, at SiegeCon about that uh, and how, how, um, how you can use esports to help teach the next generation in and how to become professionals in in gaming and esports because i think there's a conception about you know kids when they play games and they want to grow up and be a game developer you know everybody wants to probably want to develop games for a living and that's kind of been the thing for the past 10 years all the kids want to play games and then grow up to be a game developer well with esports coming on the scene um there's so many more opportunities and and the ecosystem around esports is really truly amazing you know um with kids and people being able to uh find professions not only as game developers but you know, as shopcasters and streamers and web developers and, and even beyond that, just managers and, you know, social media management and, and you know, event management. Uh, there's just so much behind the system. And NACEF does a really good job of providing the resources and educating kids, but not only educating kids, but educating adults which is almost more important um, about how you can use esports as a way to raise up the next generation of professionals to be positive uh, members of our society. You know, there's, there's this, you know, mind of older people uh, whose kids just play video games all the time that that's just a, some negative thing that they're yeah. just wasting time playing video games. And, um, but you know, if you can, if you can harness that energy, uh, that the kids have for this entertainment and you can, you know, teach them around that, uh, it becomes this powerful tool. Uh, and, and so some of the curriculum when they um, just uses the game as, as the subject matter for an English assignment, for instance, yeah. you know, so, Hey, in this particular game, 
this particular character, ha you know, is has you know explained why you know this, and it might even um, dive into like uh, racial uh, diversity and stuff. And so, you know, this character and that character, why is this good or bad? And 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 so it gives a kid. Uh, something that they're not only familiar with, but passionate about to write on and to, to use it as an assignment to, to learn how to, you know, write better English, you know, and, and grammar. Uh, and so that is amazing. So whenever you have an assignment in high school and a kid and you sign, okay, write, write an essay on, you know, uh, a car and how a car works and you've got students in there um who you know don't know anything about a car but a, a lot of kids know about video games yeah. <laughs> and they they love to play video games and so you know a lot of kids reluctantly write their essays going uh you know and just not having much fun and just trying to get through it whereas you know if, if the if the the subject matter is something that they're interested in it kind of can drive them to desire to do to do that and so i guess you know todd todd harris who's now the ceo of wwscf which is a new organization um that is now kind of like the parent company of nasef mm -hmm. so the Worldwide Scholastic Esports Foundation now is kind of managing NASEF, which is the North American Esports Federation. And then there's GSEF, which is the just Georgia <laughs> uh, part of that. And so Todd Harris is now the CEO of Worldwide Scholastic Esports Foundation. And he, he was telling me like, you know, it's, using esports for to educate kids is like is like that shiny object you know that draws them in and if they then you can use that as a tool to to educate them and all the things around that it's a it's a beautiful thing i i, I totally sure. i totally I, I totally agree with that because i know that there's a lot of especially like young i call it the young generation who've heard about esports and then of course when you mentioned parents parents were like oh god you know my my son is gonna play <laughs> games for his life but you know what's the fun bit is it's like they go they 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 educate themselves educate themselves they get all the support from let's say from everybody they become pro afterwards they're gonna let's say i, I will say like okay the, the the prize money is the same as like an athlete who practice 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 and then afterwards become an olympic athlete and then after got you know the, the the check because he he won um that's the thing is that with esport as well it's like practice practice but the parents and afterwards they change their minds like oh oh yes that's 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 a different ball game but um yes it, it is and then luckily you mentioned different organizations who are involved in that who are going to support all, all all the kids and and of kids i'm seeing let's say the younger generation and the older generation because i still i still while a friend some friends of mine listen they 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 still play like in in, in like a like professional teams 
and uh, mm-hmm. but they have no parents who are telling them off. They have now wives who are telling them off. So it's it's <laughs> it's a different different part now. So before uh, it's quite because we had an interview a, a couple of an interview ago that somebody was sharing about like okay before my parents were talking about like why are you playing this game? Please get your uh, get your homework done and blah blah blah. And well, he did. He finished his homework and he but he was still like playing until. Well, he's he's from our generation, so when he became um, like pro with online gaming, um, he um, yeah he he showed his parents that there there, there is there, you know this is a, like indirect like a, a profession or let's say you know become become a sort of like athlete. Well, it I think it took him quite a long time to explain how it all works until then he decided to marry and then his his wife was a totally did opposite so he, she she didn't play well they know each other but when it's about gaming she she never thought that it was a passion uh, a passion that he couldn't let go so it was mm-hmm. so his wife accepting it but now um, yeah i think because of all the support he got from different organizations um he's 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 going he's doing quite well and um yeah and you mentioned already different 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 parts of esports so the, uh, the marketing the brand and all these mm-hmm. things uh yeah they are quite important right yeah i think you know behind every real successful professional athlete is a good parent <laughs> who've supported them and good mentors coaches that have taught them and raised them and the same will be true for athletes in esports and it's those that have that opportunity through the resources that they have which are their parents and their teachers and their their coaches and you know the principals uh, it'll be those people who guide the next generation of esports which those resources were absent for so many years and you know i keep you know the question has been asked you know well is esports really going to take off and and be a thing in the future well it already is now and before now there's not been any like high school participation or even college participation to a to a wide degree you know it's just been kind of slowly picking up uh, from a couple of colleges here and there and maybe a high school here and there but now like in the state of georgia as it's become an official sport uh, for there to be you know state championships in and, and all of that with kids having that opportunity as those kids grow and graduate into into college and their kids come up through through school you know esports is going to grow exponentially as these kids who are growing up with esports you know are, are get older and so the next 10 years esports is going to blow up as the kids grow up uh, and it's going to be going to be good for everyone especially if we help the the kids and the youth the right way and the right way is to use esports to educate them not only 
in how to be professionals other than playing the game, um, like software developers and, you know, IT develop, you know, IT guys and arts, art artists and journalists and, you know, all, all of those things. Um, but also to help promote just like in sports, just like in basketball and football, as they, yeah. as these kids are growing up they're they're taught, okay, I know you wanted to punch those guys in the face 10 minutes ago, but now let's go give them high fives and say, good game. If you've lost, you know, be a good sport, you know, and that's just missing has been missing. And if we can, as adults and teachers and uh, principals help enforce those positive things, uh, esports and gaming, in general can be a very positive thing for the next generation. Yeah, and I, I totally I totally agree with that because I know that in for example in the UK we have now different associations who recognize it as a sport. And we know that there was an in the beginning, like years, years ago, when you mentioned, oh, I'm in the esports and people were laughing. They were like, Yeah, esports is just, you know, playing a game. But yes, it is getting well i will say like it's 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 getting it, it's it is a sport but it is because people think having a console you know playing a game it's 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 not a sport but it is and yeah and hopefully you agree with me with that because i, I know that, that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that this, this is a debate that you can like okay we both well we both in, in the esport world i know that if we're going to go to a wedding or going to a party and people ask us like what are you doing and we just mentioned about like oh yes we well we you know we we, we in the esports then all the hats <laughs> all the hats are turning to yeah my my boy my my boy is playing games as well and oh my my son is doing this and my yes and when you ask the kids and people, most of the 10 times they're like, yeah, but daddy just, you know, doesn't allow me to play this, 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 or, you know, parents, it, it's, it's always a, a funny debate, but at the mo at, at the end of the day, yes, it's, um, it's professional. And um, you mentioned the state of Georgia and I think it's going to expand, is it? Mm, absolutely. One of the things I also like about esports is that it is very diverse and, and it off it offers opportunity to uh, to everyone equally. It's not um, you know you don't have to be six foot eight uh, to be successful at esports, and you don't even have to be um, a male. You can be a female. You can. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. You know you could have on a team uh, a couple of girls uh, who's six nine and weighs 300 pounds and then some you know beanpole kid who's you know doesn't weigh you know 80 pounds soaking wet all on the same team and yeah. all competing at the same level and right now there's there's no barrier that can that really can separate a female from being a professional uh, esports player, right beside, you know, his her her counterpart, who, you know, they can all be on the same team. There doesn't have to be a girls' team and a guys' team, um, and typically there is just because the you know physicality that you know the way the the different 
you know, we're all different, made differently. And so, you know, it's not fair in some cases for, you know, a girl's team to play against a guy's team in, in a, in a game of basketball, just because they're t- the height difference and, and the physicality. Yeah. However, that, that goes away, that goes away on esports, And so let's all be a part of the same team and you don't get that kind of diversity capability in any other sport. Yes, I I, I remember these. Um, well, it's it, it's changing. I'm I'm so happy it's changing because in in, in the begin well at the beginning I'm talking about years it was always and we all share the same passion, but for some reason there was always an exception, right? So there was always about like okay, these teams can't play because of that. I, I call it a little bit of a Formula One syndrome where felt Formula One mentioned like, okay, women can't do for Formula One. And I was like, why not? Right? If that hopefully and and I know some viewers will hate me for this, what I'm saying, but that's listen, we, we live in a time now that every listen, it doesn't really matter who's driving that car. Mm-hmm. Formula One. Hopefully, I'm gonna see one day a woman driving a Formula One car, right? Mm-hmm. And same as for esports in the beginning i've always mentioned to the organization i was part of like why not having somebody well let's say have it as uh, like well we were all in 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 a community so why not having women within the community that was a debate maybe five six years ago now Mm -hmm. i'm so happy that people say like yeah why not you know giving the opportunity Mm -hmm. The thing is that it doesn't really matter what you are, and it's a good thing that you've mentioned that, but of Wes, because it's, yeah, it's it's still it's still the the, the conversation of today, if you know what I mean. If uh, mm-hmm. but things things are luckily changing. So and even in the education, esports, and all that. Yeah, I just had a talk about diversity and integrity in esports at the esports awards uh, uh, expo. And that's available on YouTube. Go check it out. But um, you know, I think esports itself can be uh, can be a very positive thing for uh, for the less privileged um, who don't have access to that type of thing. And that's a conundrum because, well, technology and technology is expensive, and how can we solve this problem? But if we can as a society kind of come together and to add esports to the community centers that serve underprivileged areas, it can offer so much, you know, to young uh, kids who can see that potential, draw them out of uh, situations that could be unhealthy and uh and provide them mentorship just like those coaches who uh who helped so many kids get out of those situations um you know we can provide that kind of that same kind of drive and that same kind of mentorship to underprivileged um uh, groups and uh, and and with with the ecosystem that's around these sports train train them in professions that you know they might you know they might become software developers or journalists or or shot casters or whatever the case might be 
as a way to, you know, develop, uh, you know, their, their profession. So, so I think that's important for us to utilize esports in that way and not just, um, you know, and not just for the elite or the, the privileged who, who can afford it. Uh, that's, you know, that while that's good, we can use it for better if we can make these things accessible to other groups yes. who might not otherwise have it. I totally, I totally, totally agree with that. Is this is it, need, it needs to be accessible for everybody? And uh, thank God that there's also some some uh, organizations who are helping helping uh, people who are well need the right equipment to 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 join the esport world. And before we go to end the show, is there anything you would like to share to the listeners and viewers? Well, you know, just uh, if you have an opportunity to uh, to be a mentor, uh, do that. Uh, help spread some integrity in this esports space. But also, if uh, if you know of a school or an organization that needs resources to to uh, to kind of help develop programs within their schools or you know even clubs like uh, you know you, you know organizations that are uh, community centers uh, that, you know, check out NACEF uh, if you're in the U.S. or if you're not, check out WWSCF and, um, you know, just let, let's, uh, let's get some programs started all the way around the world in, you know, ways to educate and promote esports, but not just esports, but uh, all the things that are involved around that and be positive and, and 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 also where can people find you like well i assume you got a twitter account and uh well, where can mm -hmm. people find you if they need some guidance from a professional <laughs> right well uh you can find uh, all the skulls is skulls gear so on all the social media at skulls gear that's you'll find me there as well but also on linkedin uh, I am on LinkedIn, either at Skulls Gear or at West Bird or Wesley Bird, whichever the case might be. But yeah, find me on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to help anyone uh, get in touch with the right people that they need to to uh, have the right resources to get whatever programs they need to get started. Okay, Wes, thank you so much for being here and um, yeah, to share your expertise and knowledge. And well, people, if you want to get in touch with, with Wes, he already mentioned his the, the links and he's available on LinkedIn and everywhere. And um, yeah, so I want to, again, I want to thank Wes uh, Bird, the CEO of Schools, um, for being at in the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to our eSport podcast series. For video recordings of all our podcasts, check out Learn Global TV and Learn Global Live, available on the Roku platform.